0: Hello, you are about to listen to another episode of Beyond Clean, a podcast where we talk about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. I am your host, Dave Thompson. Yes, we are in Season 4. We broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. This is where the cleaning industry talks about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. We would love to have you on the show, so reach out to me, Thompson at academyofcleaning.com or at 888-999-6059. Be sure to listen to our live streaming that we will be doing this year on Podbean. Now, for today's show, let's get started. Good afternoon, folks. This is Dave Thompson. I am the director of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. And today, oh gosh, it is the 5th of March. I cannot believe how 2020 is going so fast. If you're listening to the broadcast today, you're probably thinking, oh, here he comes again, and we're going to talk about COVID-19. It seems to be the only thing that anybody wants to talk about today. I am so tired of it, but yet I understand. But you know what? We talk about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive in the cleaning industry here on Beyond Clean with ACE. And I think we just have to change it up a little bit. And I'm going to change it up a couple of things, too, because... You know what, uh, if you listened last year, we didn't have very many, well, females on the broadcast with us, and today I have Amy Collins with me. Um, she's going to tell you all about who she is, what she does, and why she does it, and why we're going to listen to her today, because I'm not very good at all that. But Amy, I want to first check and make sure that you're on line with us.
1: I am. David, thank you so much for having me.
0: Well you know Amy, you haven't been on with us, and, and folks you heard that. see that tone of voice was different than mine, so you know that I'm, I can't fake that one. I can guarantee you, folks, if you were <laughs> watching me on the screen, you can tell I'm not faking that voice uh, Amy let uh, let's first give the audience a little bit of information about who you are, what you do, and what brought you to be an author and talking about well, self-publishing
1: Well. As David said, my name is Amy Collins. I own a book distribution company called New Shelves Books. For the last 15 years, I have been selling books to bookstores, libraries, online, into the book industry. My job is to help small presses, independently published authors, traditionally published authors, just about anyone who wants to get their book into more retail shops. That's what I do and what I love doing and I work with authors who want to get published and who want to learn more about the whole publishing industry and I'm thrilled to be here David
0: Are we talking about only publishing hardbound or paper or or kind of let's talk to the
1: audience about publishing it can have all kinds of different forms today It really can and a book is not a book is words a book is not two pieces of cardboard folded around sheafs of paper anymore. (laughs) I'm talking about ebooks. I'm talking about streaming audio. I'm talking about companies like Wattpad and Radish that you can subscribe to and you get stories and you get small versions of both fiction and nonfiction delivered to you on a subscription basis. Hmm. I read all of my books on my phone. I have not read a book on paper in years. However, I have people in my life who would never read an ebook. And I have other friends whom I adore who all of the books that they take in they do it on audio. They're all books, they all count and that's what we're talking about.
0: You know what's interesting is I, you know, I've been in this industry for, well, a number of years and if you saw the video you'd understand I have a, um, you know, the facial hair to go along with the voice of old. <laughs> You know, and the thing about it is, is some people said, you know what, you're not really respected until you become an author. So around seven years ago, I self-published an e-book, and it's on Amazon, and I listened to it, or I, I not listen, but I go, go to it, and I look at it today, and I go, I put that out? How dare I?
1: Well, you know, there there are rules to publishing, and David, I've, I've seen you. I've seen your book. I've listened to your podcast. I um, and, you know, content is king, but just because you put out a book-shaped object doesn't mean it was actually published. And so one of the things I'd love to talk about to you and to your listeners is the steps that are necessary to make sure that your book truly was professionally and properly published as opposed to just print it. Or because a book is not just a book-shaped object. A book actually goes through several steps. And once you've gone through those steps, you can look anyone in the eye and say that you are a published author.
0: Okay. So folks, if you're listening to this podcast, um, probably recorded by now, you're going to find out whether I really knew what I was doing and really whether I am, because I guess we're going to use me as the guinea pig today.
1: Oh, dear. All right. So would you like to go through a, uh, a, a small set of questions, David? Hey, you know what, I guess
0: there's no better way to learn because I'm actually trying to build another one right now, and I've already been asked some questions by somebody. So hey, uh, fire away and let's see if I, how, I, how I stack up.
1: Let's talk about your new book that you're trying to put together, shall we? Okay, let's do it. All right. So this book, fiction or nonfiction? Nonfiction. Nonfiction. Is it, um, is, is it a nonfiction book that is designed to help people?
0: Motivate, yes. And help, it's designed
1: yes. to motivate people. So it's, to, it's, an, it's an inspirational book, a motivational book.
0: It's a, if you will, an autobiography of my business career.
1: Okay. And the autobiography of your business career, putting it out there, whom, whom, is it, whom are you going to try and serve? Who, who will read it?
0: You know what? These are some of the same questions that a friend of mine asked when he le- read the first uh, rough draft.
1: Well, I'm sorry about that, but I promise I don't know any of your friends, so it's not a trick.
0: I'm I'm like, no, no, wait a minute. You two have been talking. Um, Okay, so, you know, the whole reason is because I go to motivational sessions and do the speaking, and after I'm done, people say, what's your history? How did you come about this? Uh, Are you something? And, you know, I tell people I'm uh, I'm not a college graduate. I am just a custodian that has done this all my life and feel that I have a message to help other people. And anybody can do this if you'll just pull up your bootstraps and do it.
1: So you this book is to help people do what?
0: To motivate them to do more than what they're doing today.
1: Okay. So you want people to break out of wherever they are now if they would like to achieve more.
0: Right. I mean, people say we can always do it, but I think that to give an example, the cleaning industry largely is people that don't talk. They listen. They don't feel appreciated. And the problem is, is we're just not talking. So I guess that's me. I want to talk. And that's why I do the podcast and all this other stuff. And i.e. that's where I'm at. So this
1: book that you're going to put out is is the story of your career. But the purpose, the reason why you're writing it is to inspire others to to break out of wherever they are and to achieve another level? Correct. Okay. So, because what I would tell you and any author is that your book is not an autobiography. Your book is not a memoir. Your book is, that th- that's not an actual category. Your book is an inspirational business book or it's a motivational book geared to, um, and, and your story, the book that you're writing, was is being written. To, to show others the path, is that a fair assessment?
0: Well, uh, to show the path that I went and they can learn maybe some not-to-dos and some to-dos and to do whatever their path leads them to.
1: Okay, so your book could be shelved alongside of, let's say, a book by, you know, let's say the Jack Welsh, you know, the book of, of you know, he told his story about how he, got to be the the chairman of of General Motors. Your book could be put next to anyone, a number of other corporate biographies whose purpose was to show people how they got to where they got and to teach others some of the lessons they've learned along the way. Is that fair?
0: You are absolutely correct, Amy. You've been doing this a while.
1: Well, I'm older than dirt. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been doing this since Jesus was in short pants. So now we know... Now we know exactly where your book should be shelved and what sort of books it's like. Now, I'm not saying you and Jack Welsh are going to go to lunch. That Well, that would be impossible. <laughs> but
0: I'm but not sure now, I'm in quite the same category there, Amy.
1: As you're creating your book, you now know other books that are not like yours, but that you share the same sort of readership. People so in other words, be, if,
0: I, if I would read those or look at those, then I would have kind of a formula of how I want to put mine together?
1: It wouldn't be a bad way to get started okay. because there are rules in publishing. And if HarperCollins Business and Random House and some of the big people are putting out books that inspire business people and inspire the, the, the people in the corporate ranks to to do what they've done, and now you're writing a book – that is supposed to inspire people in your ranks to do what you've done or to learn what you've learned or to take the lessons that you've learned, Mm -hmm. then why wouldn't you take HarperCollins and Career Press and Random House's lead and put a book together that has the same sort of look and feel? There are people out there who already know what a strong-selling, appealing, well-published, inspirational business book, with a, a, an, autobiographical, an autobiographical aspect should look like. So use their don't, – don't reinvent the wheel. Use oh, their no. templates. Well, and I think that's
0: kind of the reasons I'm putting the book together is, you know, the reason I'm saying here's what I've done and here's where we're at is not to say I'm anything great because I'm not. It's just to say here's some things that might help you. People say, well, why are you doing a podcast I don't know what I'm doing. I just went and did it and said, here, I'm going to do it, and I've learned along the way, and some other people have taught me a few things, and that's what makes us all better.
1: If everything we do is, is keeping in mind who we, whom we can help, then we will be far more successful when we put books out or podcasts out or audio books or whatever, as long as we keep in mind who our audience is going to be. So that's number one that is number one on the list, and now you've nailed it. You know just who you're writing for. You know who this book is for. So putting out a 400-page hardcover is probably not a great idea because most of your readers probably don't want to spend $37 on a 400-page hardcover. Does that seem fair?
0: Uh, well, I was going to say it differently, Amy. You're, you're, you're very kind. I, would, I was just thinking in my head that, they probably don't want to spend hours reading about what i've done.
1: So, i would keep it to 60,000 words tops, okay. but i wouldn't go below 50,000 words because once you get below that you're not really talking about a book, you're talking more about a booklet.
0: Okay, so that's a pretty narrow narrow space. I mean, you know, i put out content like freaking crazy, 50 to 60,000 and in in between, that's 10,000 words can be nothing.
1: Well, so what you do, and this remember we talked about the steps. Okay. If you were my if you were my client, this is what I would recommend: that you write eighty or ninety thousand words, and then you turn your manuscript over to an editor, and a development or a line editor depends on how good of a writer you are. Um, a development editor will go through and will sign, and a line editor that you can use them interchangeably. They will go through and they will significantly cut and hack and they'll also make big red marks and say you need to write more here you didn't you didn't flesh this out enough okay. and you need to do this and you need to and they would walk you through that process so then you'd go through and when i'm saying shoot for 60,000 words you start by overshooting you write 80 90 but it, a lot of that'll be cut out mm-hmm. that's just my experience so if you start with 60,000 words you might only end up with 30,000 and that's not a whole book Okay. So you shoot for more. The editor will get it down. Then it goes through something called a copy edit. A copy editor is focusing on grammar, spelling errors, uh, consistency, making sure that you spelled your sister-in-law's wife's, uh, you know, uh, veterinarian's name the same way each time. <laughs> you know, and so a copy editor does that. All right. And then your book needs to be laid out and designed, and 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 it gets laid out and. A book like yours, you're definitely going to want to find out if the height and the width. You want to make sure that you design a printed book that is laid out height and width in today's rules. And today's rules for a book like yours, you're looking at probably about five and a quarter by eight height versus width. You're going to want to go paperback based on what I know about what you're telling me you want the book to be. However, you told me that you're going to go out on the road and you're going to be speaking. For the the next two weeks, you're going to be out talking to people, correct? Yeah,
0: and and that's kind of one of the ideas was to have something because after I get through and I've, you know, I've done a session and there's three or 400 people in the audience, then after that's over, then people want to talk and stuff. And I thought, you know, and you've seen this before, uh, you know, you go sit by the table and people come by and they want your book and maybe this is what we need to do. I'm not sure. then
1: I would strongly recommend you also put your book out in a hardcover. Your book needs to be out as an ebook, a paperback, and a hardcover. And when wow. you go and you're sitting at the Marriott in Duluth, Georgia, or wherever it is you're going to be, and those 300 people are done listening to you, and when they come to the table, you have a stack of hardcovers that you have brought and that you are selling nicely discounted. You're not going to charge them $37, but... the uh, when you speak from the back of the room, a nice hardcover that you're selling at a slightly discounted price so that they, so and, and then there you go. And then you can make so much more of a difference to the people who prefer hardcover. You make more money. They get to save money because they're, you're selling them the books directly. And those who, who would prefer a paperback, well, then they can go either on Amazon or to their local bookstore and buy a paperback. And that's where most people will find you anyways. They listen to your podcast, they're gonna hop on Amazon and they can or on booksales.com or or indiebound.org, they'll go to any or barnesandnoble.com, they'll go and they'll order your book and they say, I think I want the ebook, because that's what I would order. But somebody else says, No, I want a paperback. And yet a third person says, Well, I saw him or I'm gonna go see him live, I'm gonna buy the hardcover and ask him to sign it. It does not cost anything to put your book out. It, once you lay out your book once, you are you can put it out in different ways over and over again. But it needs to go through those steps. It needs to go through a heavy development edit. It needs to go through a good line edit, a good copy edit. It needs to be laid out and designed properly. Please do not just throw it up into a Word document.
0: Well, you I need- think that's kind, of, that's kind of where I am now. You know, when I wrote the first one you know, several years ago, it was what you just said, Amy, it was we threw it out there to get something out there to experience what it was. And, you know, Amazon has sold a few, but they're, you know, couldn't make a living off of that for sure. and, And I'm almost embarrassed in a way that it is there, but yet I did it. And the only reason that I can say that now is that I know that that's not what I want to repeat but if, you, if, if our listeners are listening today, I know I'm, we're talking about my specific case. Is most of the time, money, uh, trouble and everything spent in finding somebody to do all of this or actually going through the
1: process? Wow. It truly is. Writing and publishing your own book is like, it isn't like, it is launching a small business. And it is a lot of time, trouble, and money. It is. And so if you do not have a lot of time, trouble, or money to spare, then you might want to consider getting someone to publish it for you.
0: But So what you're you're saying is, is you need to make sure that you have a definite end goal and a purpose for doing that before you start the process.
1: It definitely helps there is nothing wrong, David, at all with your first book. I've seen your first book. I checked it out before we got on the the call. (laughs) Um, But, you know, if you'd like to do it differently the second time, how is that any different? You know, I don't regret my first marriage. But I wouldn't repeat it. <laughs> I would do it better. This second one, I'm doing a, a heck of a lot better. I'm making different choices. I'm going
0: to agree with you on that one. I've got 21 years in on second
1: one, and I'm not even going to try it again. But I agree. Yeah, we, yeah, and this is so, what experiences are. There is no reason to be embarrassed about the first one. But the second one, have a goal in mind. Do you have $5,000 to publish this book properly? Because that's what it's going to take. If you real and it's going to take a year, you need it's going to take you four or five months to get the book ready. You're going to have to put the book out properly and launch it, and then you're going to have to promote it and advertise it and market it for six to eight months. You have a year ahead of you, David. Do you have that year in you? So, and if so not, the, so the go question
0: ahead. would the question would be, Amy, is okay? So I'm going to invest a year of time. I'm going to invest five thousand dollars. What would what do you see as the average? return on that time spent is it going to take me five years to get that back or
1: you may never get it back okay and and truthfully david what i know about you and your goals i think you will get it back and i think you'll get it back relatively quickly because you're going to be out speaking you're going to be selling your book from the back of the room you've got a podcast you're going to be advertising and promotion yourself your brand and your book is going to be part of that and if the book. Is any good. I haven't read it yet. And if, if you're not advocating throwing babies into a wood chipper and your advice is solid, um, I don't see any reason why you couldn't make your money back in the first year. Okay, 5, so 000... folks,
0: folks I, I mean, you know, the thing is, is I appreciate what Amy's saying, but we did not want to make this whole podcast today about me. We just wanted to use me as an example. So, exactly. So, Amy, so let, let's talk to the people that are out there uh, understanding it's the cleaning industry. And we largely are a group of people that are out of sight, out of mind. But I have found some very inspirational uh, frontline people, entrepreneurs that have stories. And then when I go to their website, their website is so generic. There's no story. And so several people I've had on my podcast uh, over the last few months have been telling me, the whole thing is is we have to tell a better story. And I'm thinking a book is the way to do that. But you mentioned several other things. I know that here at Jim uh, Supply, we're, uh, who we're powered by, audiobooks is the big thing. So let's talk further than the paper, the hard copy of what I was going to do from the back of the room. Uh, how do I get it on audiobooks then?
1: A number of different ways. If you got a book or a story that you would like to get into an audiobook format, The two easiest ways at the moment, one is to go through a company called ACX, as in Apple Charlie X-Ray. ACX is owned by Amazon.com, and you can go there and you can find one of the voiceover artists there, or you can use their system and upload your own audio, and they will get you distributed through Audible.com, which is also owned by Amazon.com. However, if you go through ACX, for seven years, you are giving them exclusive rights to the audio of your book. You can't take that audio anywhere else other than Audible and Amazon. So I'm not English. crazy about that idea, but it is the fastest, easiest, least expensive way to get your audiobook out there, and it gets you into Audible very quickly.
0: But now so what that, I've had to have done is I have had to go through all of this other process first?
1: No, they walk you through it. They really do. ACX will, they, in exchange for the exclusivity, they will help you find a voiceover artist. They'll find you a producer. They will, they will do all that with you. No, uh, I meant, I meant,
0: I meant the, the, what you were talking about, the line and the, the grammar oh, and yes. all of that. You've already got oh. to do all of that before you go to ACX.
1: Yes, and you still need to design a cover. and you still Oh, absolutely.
0: So yeah. I just wanted the listeners to understand, you don't take your first draft and go to them. You basically take a final draft to go to them.
1: That is exactly true. That is exactly true. And you do not do your own editing. And you do not hire your grammar school librarian to do it for you. You hire an honest to goodness book editor. There are rules, the Chicago Manual of Style, there are rules to editing a book. And if you skip these steps, guys, I'm so sorry, but the world will know. The world will know, and you will not have the kind of success you deserve.
0: And, and what's the reason of publishing the book in whatever form, if in fact, a reader or listener is not going to get something from it.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, my dad was a golfer, a really good golfer. Um, I mean, he, you know, would hit scratch on a regular basis. He he was, you know, uh, in his early 70s. He golfed sometimes 32 holes, excuse me, 36 holes a day. Really good golfer. He worked hard at it. He never once expected to make money at golf. He did not, he did not do what he did for, the, for, for profit. He did it for the love of the game and because he enjoyed doing it. However, if my father had ever decided that he wanted to go semi-pro, and going pro is the same thing as publishing a book. You are, you are doing something professionally. Writing in a journal is the same thing as playing golf. If you're going to publish your book, it's the same thing as deciding you're going to go pro. My dad wouldn't have gone pro without lessons, without the right equipment, without coaching, without sponsorship. You don't go pro in any industry without the right tools and the right support. So please don't do it in the publishing industry. I'm begging you guys, begging you.
0: So this isn't self-publishing then?
1: It is. Self-publishing has unfortunately, the name, the word, the phrase self-publishing has come to mean in many cases, things that it never intended to be. Self-publishing now has become an overarching phrase that covers predatory companies that will take your money and put your book out for you, but they'll charge you 10, 20, 30 grand to do so. Self-publishing has come to mean writing your book and not getting it edited professionally or doing any of the steps I'm talking about, and, but just going to Amazon and throwing it up as an ebook with a handmade cover. But what self-publishing truly needs to be is independent publishing, professional publishing done by individuals who are taking the time and trouble to do it right.
0: Okay, for some of us that haven't done this, Amy, um, and I, I hate to admit this probably right now, but I did exactly some of those things that you said on the book you saw. Um, a $5,000 investment, a year of time, basically, as you said, starting my own business as a, a, an author doing it the professional way... Um, I'm not concerned about getting my money back because I want this to motivate people and help people. That's my message, my reason for doing it. On the other hand, what would be, uh, um, I guess for the audiences listening, we're talking this is what self-publishing should be. Now, what would be the other type of publishing that we're not doing?
1: All right. There are lots of options. If what I'm talking about is is freaking you guys out if I'm being a little discouraging because I actually <laughs> on more than one occasion a couple of months ago I was at a conference out in Chicago and I called my husband and I said it's 8 15 in the morning and I've made an author cry That's and he ridiculous. waited a second and then he said just the one no. <laughs> because I'm apparently I, I don't mean to be harsh or discouraging guys this this is a very worthwhile pursuit but you have other options so let's talk about those if your story is compelling enough, you can actually go get an agent and get somebody to publish you where they spend the five to $10,000 instead of you. That is not a bad option. And the place to start, if that's something you want to look into, there's a website that I strongly recommend you go to called agentquery.com, A-G-E-N-T-Q-U-E-R-Y.com. And I I get nothing for recommending these people. I don't know them, but I respect them. I've been in the industry since the mid-90s, and I tell you, they're good. So I would also check out Writer's Digest. Go to writersdigest.com. Subscribe to their newsletter. Maybe subscribe to their magazine. If you really want to get published by HarperCollins or, or a big house, those are the two places to start. Maybe your story... Shouldn't be a book. Maybe it should be a series of articles. Maybe you want to connect with a an industry magazine or a national newsletter or the AARP or I don't care, you know, come up with anyone. And maybe you want to pitch them your story and they will buy your story from you. And instead of it being a book, maybe it's an article for a so magazine. It
0: could, it could actually be a series of articles that are ongoing or, or is that this, what it
1: yeah, there are, there are lots of people out there who make a living, you know, and, and only part of it is with their writing, but who make a living, and part of their living comes from sharing their advice, their guidance, their story through different venues that aren't books. Blogs. There are, there are people who get paid to write in magazines and for newsletters. There are and and if your story and if your message is not it's they don't all fit in a book. I gotta tell you, I adore my story. I think I'm fascinating, but my story doesn't belong in a book. It's it it's it's not book worthy.
0: Well now my now, story now, this is this this is this is where detail. this is where, Amy, I gotta think that you were talking to my friend because this is almost exactly what he said. He said, Dave, are you sure this belongs in a book? Do you really wanna say all of this?
1: Well, again, Dave, I haven't read it, but if you're writing this book and, you, and you're writing the book to tell your story, I would argue that you're not writing the book for the reader and that before you do anything else, I would suggest you go back and you rewrite everything with your reader in mind. Now, maybe you have. I don't know. But if you're writing the book for you, it needs to be written again. You don't, I don't write anything for me. And I think That's this was the for.
0: process that him and I talked about. And I said, first of all, uh, and I think for our listeners, this is much what you have to do. This is that year long process before you actually go to all of what you're saying. You've kind of got to go through this series in, in your own self of getting out your thoughts, getting things out there, and then get some feedback as to that. That's why they call it a first draft and how many drafts you are going to go through before you actually go to somebody like you're talking to Amy it doesn't. Is, I mean, there could be how many of them, but I think this is the process that we all have to go through, and this is why we're talking today. And I'm just throwing myself out there and exposing myself on this one because I want to help people understand you just don't throw the thoughts out there, put it on paper, go to somebody, self-publish it, put it up there on Amazon and say, I wrote a book. I'm not saying you can't do that, but you're not going to get the end result that you're after. And quite honestly – there was a tremendous amount of that going on.
1: Yes. And you will end up losing quite a bit of money doing so. Well,
0: and I think if you're trying to do something like we're trying to do here at the Academy and you're putting out content and you're trying to be an authoritative figure in our industry, that's also going to have consequences to it of which you really don't know what those are going to be at this point.
1: And it's not anyone's fault when they do this. I want to be very clear. Like the golfers or the singers or the watercolor artists that I know in my life. No, I don't know. I'm a musician on the weekends. I don't know a single singer who was told you're a good singer. You should go to Broadway. I don't know a single golfer who was like, Hey, that was a darn good hole. You should probably, you know, join the PGA. Yet everyone I know with a good story is told they should write a book and it is not your fault if you've fallen into this idea because everyone tells anyone who's a good storyteller that they should write a book and i want to be the first to tell you i'm a good storyteller i can make people laugh i am not a good author i am not a good writer i should not write a book two different skill sets so find out guys if you want to write a book the first question is are you a good do you have a good story do you have a good message but then the second question are you a good writer because if you're, because just because you're a good storyteller or just because you have got a good message does not mean that you've got the skills to write, and when all three of those things line up, then and only then should you put, get a book done.
0: You know what, Amy? I usually at, at some point I ask my ho, or my uh, um, speaker to give me a final thought, and I'm like, "There it was, right there. I, I wasn't ready to end, but I'm like, <laughs> uh, Amy." That was that was kind of where I was getting to, and I I am coming kind of close to the point where I can't. I, I I mean I enjoy so much getting in front of those people and feeling their energy and their engagement and and the fun that we have during these conferences and that. But you know when it comes to sitting there and putting something in a book form and writing it, it's just not the same. I don't know. That I should be doing it.
1: So do what I did. Put all of your wisdom down. Get all of your words together, all of your stories, all of your thoughts. Record everything. Turn it over to someone who does have a lot of skill in writing, and let them write it for you.
0: Okay, so now you're going to have to explain that one, Amy. Let's let's delve into that one just a little further. I can tell the audience, if you've been listening to us for a while, we don't have any uh, time limits on our shows as long as amy wants to give me some advice and give you some <laughs> advice i'm going to take it so if you want to go get you a cup of coffee put us on pause and come back cuz okay so you know i've heard this cuz we all have blogs and i just like who's watching who's reading my blog and stuff and and there's so much content that i've put out how do you go back and put this content in and then and you said record it
1: i I don't write anymore. I'm I record everything on my phone and then I transcribe it and then I edit down. My blogs have never been not been written in a year. I just you can tell your story. You can record yourself giving a speech, and transcribe it. There's websites like Temi.com, T E M I, that will transcribe any audio or visual or video within minutes. And then all of a sudden you've got a new blog. But when you have all this content you're talking about, why not go to somebody who has the writing talent, the writing skill, who has written tons of books and who knows the format, who already knows what a well-written, serviceable book, how it should flow and how it should be laid out. Give them your content and say to them, you do it. That is my strong advice for me. I'm only talking to myself now. Mm -hmm. When I get to the end of a year and I've got a a world's worth of blogs, I turn it over to somebody else and have them turn it into a book because I've got the content, but they've got the skill. And there's no shame in me admitting that I am not as good a writer as Andrea McGurin or Steve Miller or any of the people I use. They're not as good about making people laugh or or imparting the publishing information as I am. We all have our skills, so let's use each other.
0: And I I think that's what we're talking about here. So it's not, the fact of that I wrote a book is not the issue. That's not my goal. I think most, I say most, I don't know. So our last question, most people that write a book, do they want to actually be an author? Are they more concerned about the outcome of what they wrote?
1: Oh, it depends. I would say mm. that the fiction authors that I know, the novelists, they all want to be authors. They, want, they love writing. Oh, they love writing. They sit and oh, that's all they want to do. They want mm. to sit at their laptop for eight hours a day or more and just write. They love it. Mm. That is not who I am. Well, I'd I- say a <laughs> lot of my nonfiction authors, they love the content. They love to be of service. They love to be of help. They love to entertain. They love to educate but they don't love to write.
0: So that's where the the audience that's listening today has to decide, I guess, some of the first things. And I think that's the whole thing whenever we're talking to people in our industry. um, My my goal with all of this and the reason we do the podcast and the reason I had you come on today, Amy, so thank you very much for coming on. I know that the situation isn't uh, the best for you and I appreciate you taking time for us today. But I think this is the whole thing is, is to get people to go. It is a process and we have to think this through. We have a story to tell. How do we want to tell the story?
1: Yes. And I'm just so pleased that you asked me to join you today. And I really want to thank you. And I would like to ask any of your listeners, if any of you guys want to run your ideas past me, I would be very welcome to that. I'm always open to helping people with their ideas. It doesn't cost anything. My... My, my knowledge is free. My time costs money, but, but you want to drop me an email or get a hold of me and tell me about a book idea you have, I will happily uh, go back and forth with you a little bit on email and help you get started. And just go to newshelves.com and I promise uh, I would love to be of service.
0: I know that you've got some things on your mind and some things to do. I appreciate you taking the time. Is there any kind of last partying thing that we want to tell people or an offer or where they can get hold of you exactly other than at newshelves.com?
1: Well, no, just that's my website, newshelves.com. We've got a blog there, lots of articles, but um, I guess the main thing I just want to say to people is you can do this. If you have really said to yourself, I really want to write a book, then you can write a book. We are living in a golden age. And if you would like to do it properly, and if you'd like to do it, for lack of a better word, right, there are steps to take. Educate yourself. Come to me. Go to other people. Doesn't have to be me. And just learn the steps. And I promise you will be so much more satisfied and successful than if you try and figure it out on your own. There are tons of us out here willing to help.
0: You have been listening to another episode of Beyond Clean With Ace. We are in season four. I'm not even sure. We're probably at 14 or 15 episodes uh, so far already this year. We are powered by Jim Supply in Central Florida, where they've been improving lives with cleaning supplies. Amy Collins has been our guest today. As she said, you can get hold of her at uh, dot com. I'm also looking at one here. It says the BookDesigner.com. Uh, it says yes. the everything you the or, or, okay, oh wait, I'm sorry the right way everything you need to know about publishing, selling, and marketing your book. That's my book. How many books do you have, Amy?
1: Well, I've been published by a pretty large. Um, back in the in the early 2000s. I was a self-help uh, author. And I was published by some, some larger houses back in the day. But lately, I've got three books out now. Uh, they're all published under my own imprint, the New Shelves books. And The Right Way, the one you were just talking about, is a great starter book. It's a small book, and I offer it for free as an ebook on my website. If you go to newshelves.com store, you will be able to download a free copy of that book And it'll help you get started to at least figure out if this is something you want to do.
0: I knew we could get something here that would help all of us. And so, you know what I'm going to be doing, folks, is I'm going to be taking Amy's advice. And I'm going to be going getting that free thing and finding out if I really should be an author, if I should give all of my content to somebody else and have them write it. No matter what you're doing, I think the message that we're trying to talk about, Amy, today is just do something. Get started and find out where the path takes you. Exactly. Folks, we thank you for uh, joining us today on our podcast. Uh, We will be back, of course. uh, We'll probably have another one here tomorrow, which will be Friday. We'll end the week. I'm going to be on the road as we just talked to doing uh, some seminars, going to be in Chicago next week. Then we're going to be at the clean buildings expo in Baltimore for a few days. We've got our rockstar workshop. Going to be doing all day the uh, 16th of March, so hopefully we'll see some of you there. I know that we're generating a lot more listeners on our podcast. We appreciate everybody that is listening. Like and share everything that we're doing. All that helps everybody else hear the message, and you know what? You're probably saying book writing, cleaning. Do you know how many books there are on cleaning, folks, and why don't you have some impact on that? that's what we're talking about today. I've appreciated your time, Amy, and uh, all of the audience for joining us today. So make sure whatever you do, you keep it healthy, positive, and proactive. And for today, we're out of here. Thanks, folks.